0: Some physicians are still skittish about prescribing generic drugs, but the manufacturers of these important and less expensive medicines say they are increasingly important and there is less need to worry about their quality and safety than ever before. Welcome to the Physicians' Roundtable on ReachMD XM Channel 157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson, the healthcare reporter for the Chicago Tribune, and with me today is Kathleen Yeager. She's the President and CEO of the Generic Pharmaceutical Association. As CEO of the Generic Pharmaceutical Association, Kathleen represents manufacturers, suppliers, and distributors of generic medicines that now account for more than 60% of all prescriptions filled in the United States. She has been head of the trade association since April of 2002, and before that was an attorney well versed in the Food and Drug Regulation, as a partner at the Washington D.C. law office of Kirkpatrick and & Lockhart. And Ms. Yeager joins us today from her offices outside of Washington D.C., and we would like to welcome her to Reach MD XM 157.
1: Thank you so much, Bruce. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: So this is an interesting topping in the sense that, you know, you think generic drugs have been out there on the market for decades, but yet there are still these sort of stereotypes, if you will, of generic drugs, you know, maybe not being as good as the drug they're copying us. Could you tell us a little bit about perhaps maybe why that is and why doctors shouldn't worry about this?
1: What doctors need to know is that generics provide the same medicine as their brands and provide the exact same clinical results but their prices are much more affordable for patients. And if you think about it, over time, that the generic utilization rate has really increased from just about five years ago when it was around 40%. But today, we have up to 65% of the prescriptions dispensed in the United States are filled with generic medicines. And that's just a real simple reason everyone realizes, again, they provide the same medicine with the same clinical results.
0: Well, that is very interesting because there is a real boom in the use of generic medications, and obviously the Medicare drug benefit probably has a lot to do with that, and aging population and consumers probably being smarter and savvier about their choices. And let's face it, drug costs are on the rise. So why is it, though, that... Doctors would even raise questions about generics. If you could, were there some issues, I think maybe a couple of decades ago, about manufacturing? Were there any problems in the quality chain that perhaps caused this? And and perhaps if you could tell us a little bit about that. And then maybe go into what the industry and maybe even the FDA has done to assure the safety of generics and effectiveness for that matter.
1: As you mentioned, many, many years ago, probably over 30 years ago, FDA started to regulate generics, and there were some a little mishaps along the way with respect to some issues that both Congress looked into and FDA looked into. And coming out of those assessments and various oversight committees were put in place very stringent requirements for the generic pharmaceutical industry. And they're ensuring the quality of those products. So, you know, the concepts of, you know, the problems of the generic industry in the early 80s and late 80s no longer exist. We have a very mature pharmaceutical sector. We have companies that have to abide by the strictest quality control standards in the world. And what's really important is that by federal law, a generic company must meet the exact same high standards as its brand counterpart in order to receive FDA approval. And the federal law requires that each generic product contains the same active ingredient, to the same strength, same route of administration, is labeled for the exact same indications of use, and also is manufactured to the same high quality manufacturing standards. So today, as we've had for the last sort of 15 to 18 years, we've had a very solid, robust pharmaceutical sector. And as I mentioned, you're seeing the confidence in that system because of the generic utilization rate. I mean, that, I think, is a very strong indicator of the confidence of the, you know, Americans, actually, in generics, never mind physicians and pharmacists and the healthcare system alike.
0: Now, is the FDA prepared to deal with this? I mean, is there anything going on in Washington or need to go on to sort of meet the regulatory needs of the booming generic industry? I mean, you do hear a lot of noise from critics of brand quality testing, and and maybe that's relative to clinical trials and safety of some of the newer drugs. And once they get out the market, you know, some patients, if you will, might become, you know, guinea pigs, like the Vioxx situation where we found out after the fact that the tests and so forth were not as rigorous as they should be perhaps in the clinical trials process. Are there any issues like that with generics or is it just such that they've been out on the market so long that there aren't those type of issues?
1: Well, with respect to these safety issues that you're alluding to, those issues typically really, you know, arise with respect to the brand products, as you mentioned. When FDA approves a brand product, they really don't know a lot about that product, especially when you're talking about a new chemical entity. You know, it's a novel medicine coming into the marketplace, and FDA is basing their approval based upon the dossier of that brand product. But once that product goes into the marketplace and is being used by thousands of patients, then you start to see a more fuller you know, safety profile for that particular product. And as you can imagine, as time goes on, as that product is marketed in the United States and more patients take that product, FDA actually gets to see a nice picture of the safety and efficacy of that product. So by the time generic comes to the marketplace, FDA has a wealth of information at its disposal to understand that product and understand, you know, the any nuances. And so really generics, when they come to the market, are probably the most safe and effective products there are in the healthcare system.
0: Well, if you're just joining us, or if you're just tuning in, or even if you're new to our channel, you're listening to REACH MD, XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson with the Chicago Tribune, and joining me today is Kathleen Yeager. She's the CEO and the president of the Generic Pharmaceutical Association, and we're talking about regulations of generic products because there are a lot of physicians out there still today who have concerns about whether a generic truly is a cheaper copy, and maybe Kathleen can tell us why we just don't call it a copy rather than a generic, but there are issues, as she was telling us, that the generics, because they've already been on the market for perhaps years, if not decades, really don't have the issues of, say, a Viox or an Avandia where all of a sudden something emerges where it comes on the market because they've been on the market and tested for years. So would you say, Kathleen, that the FDA's standards and the FDA is indeed prepared to meet the challenges of the booming generic industry as far as quality and safety?
1: Absolutely. I think with respect to quality and safety, FDA is well equipped to meet the requirements and the needs of the generic pharmaceutical industry, and they have done a wonderful job in the past. And so uh, we look forward to working with them as more products hopefully will come to market in the next couple of years as Blockbuster's patents expire.
0: Are there any issues with generics and some of the active ingredients? Um, I've been spending more time than I'd like to admit in the last few months writing about the issue of the blood thinner heparin, where the active ingredient Came from China, and I know that a lot of generic companies do have plants in other countries where, quite frankly, there have been some concerns about whether the regulations are indeed in place to ensure quality and safety issues. Is there more work that needs to be done there? I mean, I think that, you know, obviously the, the companies themselves know that active ingredient comes to the United States in bulk in these countries where they are able to make things less expensive. But are there concerns that still need to be addressed with the amount of active ingredient coming over from the other countries?
1: That issue is very interesting, Bruce. Today in Congress, uh, a lot of policymakers are looking into that issue. And as you know, FDA does have, you know, highly regulates this environment with respect to the safety and efficacy of medicines, you know, taken by millions of Americans every day. And today, FDA does have very stringent standards with respect to, you know, an active ingredient and how that active ingredient is brought over uh, the United States and how it's incorporated, embedded into a finished dosage form manufacturer. And with respect to that, FDA has what we call quality controls. Specifically, they're called good manufacturing standards that all facilities, whether they're brand or generic, have to meet.
0: And they also have to be tested. A lot of people don't understand that in the United States, once a generic comes into the country... It's not like it's just approved and never tested again. I mean, they do spot checks and uh, companies have to, I think, do inspections uh, once every other year or something like that.
1: Absolutely. Companies have to invest, you know, millions of dollars in the testing of active ingredients that are coming over. When they get incorporated into their products, they have to do quality control audits. There's lots of tools that our companies utilize to ensure their products are indeed safe and effective. We all want to adhere to the highest quality control standards for prescription drugs in this country.
0: If I could shift gears here for a minute, are there generally things, as you are the head of the Generic Pharmaceutical Association, are there any specific notions kind of in your top two or three lists that you think need to be dispelled about generics to the healthcare professionals out there or even consumers?
1: Well, I think with respect to physicians and consumers, again, I think that the most important piece of information that physicians and patients and pharmacists can take away is that FDA ensures that a generic will provide the exact same medicine as their brand counterpart. And if FDA declares that product to be therapeutically equivalent, meaning that the FDA, based upon all the scientific information before it, believes that product should be substitutable, it will declare the product to be therapeutically equivalent. And when it does that, FDA, you know, ensures that the product is going to yield the same clinical results as the brand. And we have the vast majority of products in the United States are therapeutically equivalent generics. And from that standpoint, that's wonderful because you got the same medicine at affordable prices. And we know that studies show that when patients take their medicines, whether it be brand or generic, they're more likely to keep using their medicines that they need. So if we can provide patients with affordable treatments, we hopefully can help them live a longer and happier life.
0: Is there is it an issue with even perhaps the name generic? I don't know why they don't just call it copy. I mean, is, is that kind of comes to the part of the health literacy problem in this country. I mean, are there things that need to be done? I know a few years ago, the FDA, I believe, did a public service campaign. Is that still going on? Or do you see the potential for the need for things like that to encourage people to know more about their choices?
1: Absolutely. I think more education for consumers and pharmacists and physicians is absolutely necessary. I think the more Americans understand how FDA regulates you know, generic medicines, the robust requirements that must be met in order to be a generic in the United States is certainly essential and will be a very key component to there. And to your point, Bruce, I think, unfortunately, we sort of have the stigma of the term generic. And that, unfortunately, you know, stems from when, you know, your moms, or your grandmothers went back to their grocery store and picked up you know, a can of peas with the white label and the black letters, you know. <laughs> but like, I re- want that.
0: I want the Jolly Green Giant.
1: Absolutely. But that's not what a generic pharmaceutical is in the United States. It's probably one of the most tested, most rigorous products in the United States. And so from that standpoint, I think, you know, consumers should feel confident that FDA is doing a fantastic job of ensuring that only safe and effective medicines are going into the marketplace.
0: With that, I'd like to thank Kathleen Yeager, who has been our guest. She's the president and CEO of the Generic Pharmaceutical Association, and we've been talking about what physicians and their patients and health professionals need to know about generics because they are becoming more and more an important part of treatments for patients in this country. I'm Bruce Japson of the Chicago Tribune. I've been your host today on ReachMD XM 157. We welcome your comments and questions through our website at reachmd.com, which now features our entire medical show library and on-demand podcasts. And I would like to thank you today for listening.